0: Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work. My name is Lynn Parker, and I spent years doing something I was good at, but not having any fun. Then one of my clients told me that women aren't funny, so I created Funny Women, and the rest is history. In this podcast, I talk to guests from both comedy and business. They have a lot more in common than you would ever imagine. Welcome to How to Have Fun at Work, where I have the great privilege of speaking to some of my favourite women from both business and comedy. I'm sure I speak for many of us when I say that the last year has knocked our confidence. We've had to face new ways of working, deal with technology, manage teams remotely, homeschool our kids, look after elderly parents. The list is endless and not something any of us were truly prepared for sense of humour helps and I believe that being comfortable around using humour builds our confidence. Those of us who laugh together, build together. To help me, I have two very confident guests and we have all worked together. Welcome Jenny Thackra and Jenny Bolt. Two Jennies. First of all, let me introduce Jenny Thackra. Jenny spent 20 years in the public sector, including HMRC, and even considered becoming a tax inspector. Well, fortunately for us, Jenny became immersed in the diversity and inclusion agenda and in 2018 took a bold leap to venture into the private sector. Very sensible, Jenny, and now works with Canada Life Insurance leading its diversity and inclusion strategy, along with performance management and talent management. Jenny's other equally fulfilling, challenging and frustrating role is that of wife and mother to two fierce young daughters. She has previously just said to me that her husband is cooking dinner and looking after the children. So I think she's got it right. So welcome, Jenny.
1: (laughs) Hi, Lynn. It's really, really lovely to be with you this evening.
0: So given the challenges of home life, which doesn't sound too challenging from what you've told me, um, I'm guessing that work is fun for you.
1: Yes, it is. It, I guess it depends on how you define fun. But for me, um, I want to make sure that um, I can have a good time at work and just connect in with my colleagues and just be able to uh, to share a laugh or a joke, because it does help get us through some of these really difficult times at the moment.
0: That's brilliant. Yes. And we've worked together. So we know all about that fun. that fun element, don't we?
1: Exactly. Yes. Yes. And um, people still talk about that, uh, that time that we did work. Together.
0: Brilliant. Well, one of the fantastic women that was with me when we all worked together was the other Jenny, Jenny Bolt. <laughs> and Jenny is already very well known to our funny women community, as we often work together as a double act, don't we, Jen? Uh, yes, we do. We do. Yeah, We deliver we workshops and training to a range of corporate clients, including, indeed, Canada Life. Jenny is a stand up comedian actress, director, writer and a qualified yoga teacher. She is one of the most intuitive and talented comedy facilitators I know who brings out the best in people including me. She's also very flexible because of the yoga. <laughs> Jenny is an award-winning stand-up comedian. She won the silver stand-up award at the Leicester Comedy Festival a
2: year ago just before we went into lockdown. Welcome Jenny. Hello Lynn and it is lovely to be here and to um, actually have company in my front room. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jenny, we, we've worked a lot together, so I can genuinely vouch for the fact that we do have fun at work, don't we? Oh, we definitely have a lot of fun at work, a lot of enjoyment as well, which is part of having fun, we do, yeah.
0: So, both of you, I'm going to come to, I'll come to Jenny T first, but I'd like you to tell me, um, on a scale of one to ten, uh, we're talking about confidence today. That's our topic. So, how confident are you feeling today?
1: Um, I would probably say uh, now in the situation that we're in, probably a four. <gasps> um, but it changes it changes on a regular basis, and it can change on an hourly basis. I guess just depending on what terrifying ordeal is facing me in my calendar
0: well this is not a terrifying ordeal so hopefully we'll get that number up by the end thank you yes jenny um how how jenny jenny b on a scale of one to ten how confident are you feeling six to seven. Oh, okay Ooh. okay i think we'll have to work on that ladies yeah yeah
1: okay yes, yes.
0: all right so let, let's cut to the chase how do you define confidence
1: so confidence for me is just really about being being really uh, self assured and just having that self belief and just feeling as though you know you you've got this that uh, that nothing else really matters. Um, and and yeah, that you can you can just almost, you know, rip off your shirt and there's a superhero outfit on underneath and you know you're able to take on anything that life throws at you.
0: I thought you were gonna say something completely different there when you said you were no, gonna no, rip off no, your shirt. I, I've
1: put my superhero outfit on underneath this, I shall
0: I uh, shall reveal all later. It's not it's not your burlesque outfit and your nipple tassels then. No, I don't unfortunately own anything like that. <laughs>
2: Jenny B what what's what how would you define confidence um I think I define confidence as just believing or trusting in in the fact that I can do the challenge that is in front of me whether that is um running the workshops with you or going in stage uh, going on stage as a comedian um I think that's the most thing is trying to find some sort of inner trust that it's that I can do it and it's all going to be okay that's for me yeah I mean we
0: all work with other people and Jenny Jenny B you um are an actor actress as well and so and you you work with uh you work with young actors uh, as well and you you teach mm. them so um have you got any kind of pointers or tips based on the performance world that uh you could impart in terms of what, what appears as confidence or what do you actually have an intuition when you know someone's really nervous because you direct as well? So mm. you've got quite a unique
2: position in that respect. There are two things there. One of them is I just think preparation. I mean, as an actor, you know, and sometimes, for example, if you go to do a TV role, you may not get much rehearsal, you know, and if you're going to be in that moment and respond and react to what this actor that you may meet for 10 minutes before, um then you must have those, that scene and those lines in your bones. If you don't, then your confidence will drop. The minute that you have to stop to think for a line, your, your confidence drops and you feel that the confidence that everybody else has in you, around you, also drops. So that's one. With young actors, I actually impress upon them the importance of preparation. Um, that the scene study, the line learning is essential, that if they don't do that, um, then they're going to be on that downhill slide. And in terms of coming across a young actor, there was one young um, student I was working with, and she, I won't go into it too deeply, but she had some significant other problems going on, and she really felt that she couldn't do this role. And when everybody left the room, I called her back, and I said, all I said to her was, um... I, I said to her, listen, you mustn't be afraid to shine. I said, because you actually have a really good ability and you're getting in your own way. Do not be afraid to shine. And she actually burst into tears and said, I'm oh. so scared to do that. And I said, well, you mustn't be.
0: Oh. You just
2: must allow it. And I think that's something that we're all afraid a little bit to shine. Yeah, yeah. And maybe... Maybe that fear is what other people at that age group as well, thinking other people may think you're showing off, that confidence could be confused with showing off. I mean,
0: um, let's just switch to the other Jenny and talk about that in the workplace, because I think some of that is so true. And Jenny, you work with teams, don't you? You work in your business. Does that resonate with you? Absolutely, yes. But
1: I think the thing that resonates with me the most, actually, is where Jenny B talked about um, preparation. Um, And instantly, in my mind, I was taken transported back to um, when I was quite early in my career and um, was so full of um, uh, bravado and this fake it till you make it mentality that I thought I was just invincible. So I had to deliver a presentation to a room full of incredibly senior people. And um, I just knew the title of the presentation, kind of knew what was meant to be discussed. um, And I thought, you know, what do I need to prepare? I know it, I'll wing it, it will be perfect. I walked in, Uh, You know, the first thing I would generally do anyway is just to crack a bit of a joke, just to make a connection with the audience. It just died on, you know, I died on stage and I just walked in. So I was a couple of seconds in. I spent, you know, a few minutes talking about um, myself or where I come from, da, 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 da. Made some really, really basic level um, commentary regarding the topic I was presenting. And then that was it. I was done in about 10 minutes, had an hour to fill. And it's just that point about lack of preparation where I just really wanted the ground to just open up and swallow me. And it was just that, that knocked my confidence so severely that I couldn't stand up and present again. Um, And I love love public speaking. I couldn't do it for about three to four years because I was so stunned by that experience. Oh my gosh! gosh that <laughs> is
0: quite a horrific experience, and I think I, I identify with it at one level because I'm a winger. I will admit it, but yes. I think there are people who are good wingers, and in comedy, we talk about this a lot. You know, stand up—you to a certain extent—you've got to wing it because you don't know what the audience is going to be like. So you are—you are, you are often—you—you you have to be able to second guess. Who, you know what people are going to like. So there's it's about but preparation you still need to run your run your lines and run your material and um, get you know Jenny will will subscribe to. Um the other thing I wanted to say and and pick I'll bring Jenny Jenny B back in is not being afraid to fail either, you know? I mean <laughs> that massive failure as you see it Jenny T. Um you were mortified because you'd built yourself up for success, but actually it probably wasn't as bad as you thought it was. What do you think, Jenny B? I
2: I think that that's true. And I also think that um, because Jenny T was saying that it was kind of fake it till till you make it. And I think one of the things about confidence is actually being your authentic self. And when that mask drops, if you can almost admit that, have the courage, like a stand-up would have to do, just maybe yeah. say, oh, that's not going down very well, or, oh, no, I can't remember where I am now. Um, actually, it becomes very endearing, and that then whoop, gives you confidence. That then builds you up to be able to continue. Um, so although the fake it till you make it thing is something that's often said... Uh, I think it can often lead to where Jenny T got to. And when you say you wing it, Lynn, I'd like to just say, winging it's a bit like improvising. Again, it's being in the moment. Yeah. But somewhere in you, you are prepared. Yes, I, I would agree with that. But that, that's come, kind of that comes
0: from years of practice, which Jenny T, I'm sure yes. you've had now. So you yes. know, you know your material. You're listening to How to Have Fun at Work, brought to you by Funny Women and Hilarious. But the corporate world is, um, is less forgiving, isn't it, Jenny T?
1: Yeah, it, it really can be. But I think I'm just uh, fortunate enough, and here comes the plug for Canada Life, but you know, <laughs> I'm just fortunate enough to work with um, amazing people. And I think that um, where, you know, pre-COVID we were sort of connecting in person and now we're all connecting virtually. Everyone, and particularly when you connect virtually, everyone can see you in your natural habitat. So everyone, you know, who I call, have calls with can see me in my daughter's playroom with roller skates everywhere and skateboards and God knows what. So there's that sense of being able to see your colleagues in 3D and therefore seeing them as a human being and being able to connect with them on a much better human level than perhaps you would if you were just seeing someone in a boardroom and the expectations there that, you know, they really need to, um, they need to be the expert in what they're telling you. So it's, it's a different experience
0: for me, I think there. So when we get out from behind our screens, which hopefully is not too long away, um, and we're back in the real world. What, what have we learnt from the virtual world that we're going to take back into the boardroom or in, onto a stage? What, what is it we've learnt? And how does confidence play a part in
2: that? Jenny B, let's start with you on that. I think for me, um, I mean, I've, I have done a couple of online gigs, so there's a double, double-edged sword here and it's listening and sometimes on an online gig it's just listening to the silence because there's no one there really to laugh <laughs> And still not letting that you know in your head you have to think I do know that's funny and I have to pretend I've had a laugh mm. but I think overall I think listening because I think in the real world when someone else is there you know there's so many ways we listen watching the physicality, watching their body language, how close they are, if they move away. Um, but when we're on a screen, because we're all in a little box um, and your mind commander, because you're, you know, you can sort of drift off, is, I think listening is the key thing. Mm. And I think it's quite, it's changed for me, that thing of just actually listening properly.
0: What about you, Jenny T.? So
1: I think that, um, you know, this past year, connecting with people virtually, whilst that's great and you can see one another, there's that artificial sense, right? So what I mean by that is you only see someone on a screen, obviously. When you're there in person, you can pick up on all of those non-verbal clues. It's pretty much Jenny, B. what you've said, but I'm just saying it in slightly different terminology. but being able to pick up on all those non-verbal clues and being able to work out instinctively, well, actually, this point's really going down well. And, you know, because someone's, know, it's just the way someone's slightly turned towards me, or I don't know, they're, they're not shuffling their foot as much when I'm talking, or, you know, they're looking at me and slightly nodding. And, you know, and that's that encouragement piece. It's all those little bits and pieces there that I think contribute to that active listening bit that really helped then build your own individual mm. confidence in, you know, whatever scenario you're in. I'm going to fess up and
0: say that I think working online in many ways has improved my self-confidence as a presenter and podcast host, whatever. You know, I feel very confident in this space, but I'm really almost, not dreading, but I am really nervous about, going back out and seeing people again I think and I have spoken to quite a few people who feel exactly the same Uh, I think we have all
2: had a bit of a confidence Knox so Jenny B what can we do actually I have to say that for me I suppose and I think it's again trusting yourself that it's a bit like riding a bike that once you're there and you take that first moment of you know getting into the saddle. Again, it's about trusting yourself, but it's fine. But, of course, before, you know, I, I, you know, was learning. I didn't have masses of lines, but for the first time ever, I think, I was quite kind of like, oh, my God, I can't get these blooming lines into my head. And because of it being COVID, you know, I mean, I did get online with a friend and say, go through these lines with me, but it's not the same because the scene had four other people. So I didn't hear four different voices. So I I did have that moment before a bit of a kind of heart thud thinking, oh, my God, I hope I'm not the one to bugger this up. But actually, once it started, once we did the little line run with the director. It was like being back on the bike and I was fine. And, every, and obviously, you know, in filming, you do it again and again and again. And I was quite surprised at yet again how quickly I got a bit bored with it, quite frankly. <laughs> we won't tell your director. I thought, I, I, thought, I thought, oh, well, I think it's true. You know, after a little while with the scene, you know, you do, you go through it. And when you're doing it like the 12th time, that it's not boredom, but you just kind of think, oh, yes, I remember everything now. And uh, so it was a, a bit like just getting back on the bike. And I imagine it will be the same with stand up. My first life gig, I think I'm going to be absolutely terrified. Mm. But I imagine that as soon as I get my first laugh, I'll just think, oh gosh, yes, it's all good and it's fine. So I think trust again, trust in yourself that you can still ride that bike. What's up? Yeah, yeah. Are you ready
1: for this? Are you ready for this?
0: This is How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker, the founder of Funny
1: Women. To find out how to have fun in your workplace, visit
0: www.herlarious.co.uk. Jenny, what's going to happen with you and the corporate world? Do you think your your colleagues and that will feel nervous or do you think they'll just be so delighted to all be back in a room together?
1: Mm-hmm um so i think that well everyone i know is um really eagerly looking forward to being back in an office environment mm-hmm. i'm excited but i'm incredibly nervous for a number of reasons so number one i'm uh, i think i'm a natural introvert and i need my own quiet time um uh, so i am worried about going back into an, a work environment with all the distractions yeah but also i'm really worried that um And I think this is just how my mind just goes to really um, erratic places. But I'm just really worried that when I meet real people again, I won't know how to Formally, professionally greet them, and I might just end up like licking someone on the cheek or something. And just rather than just no licking allowed, say hello,
0: no licking allowed. It's only uh, elbow pumps pumps only. Must
1: not lick, must not lick the boss. No,
0: (laughs) while we're talking about the workplace, Jenny T, how does that whole confidence piece? ball into the dni agenda what what are you doing what do you what do you plan because is there any are there any cultural differences or is there anything that's happened that has come to the fore i mean you know has it changed things for you on the dni agenda
1: yeah, so uh, so I've got to say, actually, that um, a few years ago when I was uh, – I do like to do a Ronnie Corbett, so I do like to tell quite a few stories when I talk, but there <laughs> is a point to it all. Um, so a few years ago when, um, you know, in the news when there were lots and lots of stories um, about why women weren't achieving senior level positions and the reason being, well, they lack confidence, I had a real issue with this because – Everyone, you know, I looked around me and all the women I worked with were just, they were just like, wow, you know, like, how could they, um, how could they lack confidence? So then I decided to do a bit of research. And so I turned to Auntie Google and typed in women and confidence everything that came up was about um, how women weren't in senior leadership positions and um, offering courses and blogs and articles on how women could fix themselves. And so I thought, well, okay, that's, that's really interesting. So then I Googled men and confidence. And at the time, no joke, the top articles that were coming up were about men and their sexual prowess. No, no
0: no
1: yeah yeah honestly and I thought wow what a what a what a um you know complete opposite ends of the spectrum and um and I uh came home and I spoke to Mr Jenny about this and I you know talked about this and he said that um he really lacks confidence um public speaking um you know approaching an unfamiliar task and so I thought, well, where, where are the articles? Where are the workshops? Where, where is that that helps support men? And, and where are the articles and workshops and whatever that help support women, but don't actually blame them or say that they lack confidence and that's the reason why they're not succeeding. So I wrote this little blog at my old organization about this. And actually I went and uh, I know I'll go on for a bit, but I went and talked to a couple of colleagues A male colleague who, um, expert in his field, had to uh, present to really senior level, um, you know, sort of CEO level, um, um, uh, external visitor, uh, had to present. But at that moment, completely froze. Couldn't get a word out. Couldn't do anything. In the end, you know, his boss and director had to lead that conversation. That... That incident, you know, he he got a chance to repeat it later in the year, prepared. There's that key word preparation again, really prepared and then just blew it out the water.
0: Fabulous. Those
1: experiences never made it to his year end performance appraisal.
0: Oh, how sad. But I had a
1: female colleague, like really petite, very softly spoken and from a, you know, um, a ethnic minority group. She would go out and deliver presentations to, you know, big community groups, so 40, 50, very um, direct and um, brusque uh, professionals, majority men. She'd be able to go into that room and command their attention and, uh, you know, always got positive feedback. Her year-end appraisals would demonstrate from leaders that she needed more confidence when delivering presentations.
0: What? It's absolute craziness, isn't it? It's all exactly. about perception, isn't it? It's all yes, about perception. It,
1: yes. And it's that that really drives me to, you know, to mm. like look at, uh, just be really curious about confidence and, uh, and try and explore and unpick what it is that, you know, leads us to think that men are naturally born with this mm. magical gem called confidence and women just constantly lack it.
0: Well, to get the plug in for what we do at Funny Women, I mean you you work with us and we run these hilarious events and I know they're called hilarious deliberately but we do not stop men coming to them. We want no. men in that space because when men come into our space and let's face it, I've spent my career being one of two or three women in the room you know when i in my previous corporate life um and it's only until them i mean i've asked men why they haven't come and they've said oh we don't want to be in a room full of women well actually <laughs> men get in with a room full of women you know because you might it's find you might find and, something out about us you know
1: yeah,
2: and you might find something else about yourself because i think sometimes it is that slight sort of fear thing and if you think of what we do um and sometimes how the men can be mostly that mostly they're very good but there is again a bit of a fakeness about their confidence I think mm-hmm. in those situations mm-hmm. that they they could learn something I just want to add on from what Jenny T was saying about those appraisals you can condense that down to the comedy world yeah uh, Yes. And it can actually pinpoint the reason why women, um, Lynn started Funny Women, which is that, well, women aren't funny. And that comedy is mostly about confidence. Yeah. Because if you watch some male comedians, um, especially very early on when I started doing stand-up way, way back, and I used to listen to the material and think, if I listen to this material, it's actually not that good. But what they're doing is being confident about it. And you'd get other female comedians coming out with great material. But because they didn't have the confidence, it didn't seem to come over. And I think they go hand in hand. I think we could run another whole podcast on this. So maybe we will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sadly, I've got to to call it to an end. So I just would like um, to go back to the whole principle of this and ask you for your top tips for how you think we can all have fun at work so jenny t what what would you prescribe
1: three things if
0: i may right
1: so firstly don't be afraid to uh, bring humor into your daily um interactions with people because that really helps build that human relationship that connection and just again demonstrates that you're a you're a real live human being once you've made that connection, that's that first step there. Secondly, I think in order to to really build up um, confidence, I need to listen to some really rousing music. So whether that's Beyonce or Stefflon Don or something, that just really gets me, really gets me going. And thirdly, if all else fails, well then um, it's either um, lots of positive affirmations. Or if I've had emails from people, you know, giving me a compliment uh, on some work that I've done with them, I cut that out and I paste it around my um, my screens just so that when I'm just taking a bit of an eye break from my laptop, I just see and read those. And it just reminds me that actually I am I am good in, at what I do.
0: I love the affirmations. And I think we, you know, we, I've started to really look at testimonials. They mean so much when someone tells you that you're good. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah.
2: brilliant. Jenny, the other Jenny. Um, so, with me, with the, the work that I do as an actor, I'd say only listen to the good, which is not to say we're beyond some, so obviously, you need a director. But I think when it comes to the outcome, only listen to the good. I think in terms of my, comedy i think well in both cases be absolutely be prepared and um think of all the people that are laughing and not the one person who isn't and the third piece of advice i say for um, comedy and humor in the workplace is book a, s- a session with hilarious <laughs> me and
0: <laughs> book us <laughs> yeah the dynamic duo you have haven't yes.
2: experienced what we do you know parker and bolt we are there very good
0: go. we are a great <laughs> we, we have been likened to hinge and bracket and our young our younger listeners will not know who they are jenny probably doesn't know who they are but yeah but we are we're better than them we're better than absolutely them. Uh, yeah I'm you have to look them up um so thanks thanks to both of you where can we find you jenny jenny t where do we find you
1: uh, so I am on uh, LinkedIn as uh, Jenny, um, Jenny Thackra. And is that it? No Twitter? Well, Twitter, but it's just my uh, silly ramblings, not as a Canada
0: Life employee. So well, maybe that
1: would be so fun.
0: We quite like uh, your silly ramblings, actually, Jenny T. It's just
1: a lot of criticism about, um, you know, our esteemed leader.
2: So, um, <laughs> oh, OK. Not- and Jenny B., where can we find you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn under Jenny Bolt and on Twitter, Bolty007. Bolty007, right? I don't even know my own handle.
0: (laughs) Secret agent.
1: Uh,
0: Well, um, I'm afraid I've got to end it now. But thank you so much, both of you, the Jennies, the two Jennies. I think we should be a triple act, actually, not a double act, a triple act. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thank you so much, and uh, see you again very soon. You've been listening to How to Have Fun at Work with Lynn Parker.
1: If you like us, please subscribe, review and share.